on Triple M Mining HQ. Good morning and welcome to Mining HQ, your go-to show for everything happening in the mining industry. I'm Pablo Miller. Chris Lamegia today is going to be sitting down with Andrew Drummond, a retired mining executive and geologist. Now, Andrew is an author of two books, including the recent More Rocks in Our Heads release. And we get some insights into the stories in the books this morning. So let's get into it. Good morning, Chris. Hello, Pablo. Good morning to you. On the phone, we have a retired mining executive, author, editor, geologist, Andrew Drummond. Good morning, Andrew. Oh, hi, Chris. Really nice to have a chat to you. Now, you've just brought out your second book. You know, I wasn't even aware of the first one, so we'll we'll cover a bit of ground here to get into it. But the uh, second book is called More Rocks in Our Head, and the very first one, Rocks in our heads. Now, I've got to ask the question, becoming a geologist, what this all stems from stories from fellow geos? Yes, look, what it was was we had a a reunion of geologists who used to work for Australian Consolidated Minerals, which was a big outfit. Um, It owned at the time Big Bell, Golden Crown, uh, Scuttles, Mount Keith, etc. was taken over in the early 90s by... Uh, Robert de Crepney and Western Mining and a lot of the geologists ends up getting retrenched or taking packages and we got together a few years ago and had a few beers and we were just swapping yarns about where we'd been in the subsequent 30 odd years and uh, 25 years and anyway I just said at the time uh, you know blokes have been a different place in Africa and Siberia and all sorts of exotic places and so our stories could well make a good book Anyway, uh, to which there were some agreements and it went on the shelf for a while. And then about three years back, I sort of reached out to those guys, plus some other mates I knew that had worked in exotic foreign locations. And we pulled together a bit over 30 stories from nearly 30 guys. And the, the theme of the stories basically is Western-trained um, geologists or, and also one mining engineer, mainly Australians, but some Englishmen, some North Americans, but they're all, they're all resident in Australia now, and mainly Western Australia. But our, our stories of having been trained in uh, well, say Western civilization and then gone to ply our trade in some of the, the most exotic and furthest corners of the world um, and then just meet or trying to meet the challenges um, afforded by uh, different uh, backgrounds, religions, legal systems, um, uh, tribalism, um, uh, economic development and so on. And sometimes we meet the challenges and sometimes the challenges beat us or our, or our companies. So, you know, it's just a collection of stories, uh, non-technical, um, try to keep all the geological words out, but just adventure yarns of guys working, as I say, in a exotic and faraway places and in many cases lucky to get home to tell the story about it. No, they certainly are exotic locations. What have we got here? We've got uh, Africa, Mediterranean, Middle East, Russia, the former Soviet Union, China, Southeast Asia, Indonesia, Timor, PNG, the Americas. Any um, stories that spring to mind? I'm sure there's a lot. One you can share with us right now? Um, yes, um, look, for sure. The, the very first story in the first book, uh, Rocks in Our Heads, was written by a chap called Rob Duncan, who unfortunately died last year. But it was just a heroic effort of going to the Cameroons in Africa to follow up some known uranium um, targets uh, based on airborne surveys, and he had to ground locate them and and then either say they're good or or write them off. And this, you know, this Aussie bloke in the middle of French Africa um, started out on motorbikes, 
doing, uh, sorry, started out in, on vehicles and uh, then switched to motorbikes and then the grass got too high and had to get a helicopter in. And so long stories about bringing the helicopter around from Nigeria across half a dozen countries without getting any permissions from the governments and so on, just skirting the coast and flying out to sea near the, near the borders and any military installations. And then he had to get fuel brought up by truck. And anyway, it sort of went on and on. It was a tremendously brave effort um, in the days when we didn't have much in the way of occupational health and safety. He used to get dropped off in this really high grass and the helicopter would hover low, uh, sweep some grass, flats, and then it, it do it again adjacent so I could land its tail safely. Then Rob would get out and just check that um, hadn't started any sparks and a bushfire in the or grass fire, and the helicopter would tootle off to a, a river flat or something where, where it could land safely. And Rob would do his thing for an hour or so. He'd have to climb the top of an anthill, cut the top off, stand on top of the anthill, and wave for when the helicopter came. Helicopter couldn't land. He used to, he used to have to grab the skid, and as the helicopter took off, Rob and his gear was sort of hanging underneath and he had to haul himself on board the helicopter as they headed off the next one. And he did this time after time, week after week, and got away with it. <laughs> and that's the sort of thing that some geos have to do. You've just brought out book two, more rocks in our heads. <laughs> more more drinks <laughs> more drinks at the pub? Yeah. No, no. So to be honest, the, uh, the first book was sold quite well. There aren't all that many left from the print run. The publisher was quite pleased with the take-up of it and our promotion of it and so on, although we missed out on your show. Sorry about that. That's all right. And, uh, and he was sufficiently encouraged to for us to commission a second one, um, so rather unimaginatively, called More Rocks in Our Heads. Very similar theme. Um, and Inadvertently, really, as it went on, just the sort of dangers that the guys had faced sort of piled up and without without deliberately asking for ones from dead people, but uh, geologists and explorers die in about a dozen different ways in the second book. So it's a, you know, it, it can be a hazardous industry in, in faraway places. Um, but anyway, there's another 30-odd stories, um, some, some great yarns. Um, and I should mention, um, obviously, if somebody's interested and wants to chase up a book, easiest way, just go to the website for the second book. It's www.morerocksinourheads.com.au. It's got descriptions of the book, the authors, the various stories, and a link to enable it to be purchased from the publisher, and also a link to the first book, which you can read about, which can also be purchased. So, Andrew, I'm really curious if you've got a story here for us about um, wild animals, wild humans, and so on. <laughs> well, look, there's there's one in Peru where these guys were heading up a mountain to, to check a prospect, and they there was a roadblock, and someone said, we're going to be attacking a vehicle coming along here shortly. We're commandeering your vehicle. We suggest you go and lie in the ditch um, beside the road, which they did, and, and that's exactly what happened. The bullets flew everywhere, and including puncturing all the tyres on their vehicle. And the, the, the good guys or the bad guys, depending on which side of the politics you were, um, got what they wanted and left. And these guys were left with a punctured vehicle, which they had to fix up and, and, and so on. So there's those. There's, um, oh, unfortunately, helicopter crashes with, with deaths. There's a, um, a poor chap that died from... Stings from Africanized killer bees in in Mexico while they were uh, exploring an old silver uh, silver mining system. Um, another one that um, died from 
a lung disease caused uh, bacteria in in bat droppings in the in the old workings and so on. So look, there's there's all sorts of things like that, but it's not just an emphasis on danger. There's 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 humorous events and, and funny things and just guys pushing their luck. I mean, the I mean, geologists are the pointy end. The the world wants more minerals, and they're going to need an awful lot if we're going to do this transition to EVs and uh, um, CO2 reduction. It's going to be a huge challenge for the industry to find the nickel and the cobalt and not only find it, but to get it developed and permitted and everything. But the geos are the, the sharp end. We go out there first uh, without the benefit of air conditioning and, and offices and things. And uh, sometimes we find what we're looking for. Sometimes we find it and it's taken away by someone else. And, and sometimes it leads into uh, actual production. Well, I wish you all the best with the book, Andrew. I've just got to ask the question, though. What's mm. How do you see the life of a geo now opposed to the decades that you had? Um, well, it's, it's, it would be a lot harder to do a lot of the things that are described in the book. On the other hand, now with GPS, which wasn't around for, for many of us, um, that introduced those sort of hazards. Um, but, look, I, I think it's harder in, in many ways um, – to be able to do, as I say, what what we used to have, and there's there's one yarn where where in the in the middle of a, of a jungle, a, a tree fell on one of the chaps, or a branch fell on one of the chaps' heads uh, while they're having lunch, and that had to be reported upstream all the way to the occupational health and safety officer and so on. And his his helpful advice was don't don't have lunch under trees, and and the and the, they're in a jungle in Kalimantan. You know, I mean, for heaven's sake, a of, there's a lot of trees there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are. So, you know, there's, there's there's humour in there. There's there's adventure. There's there's some politics and so on. And uh, look, they are great reads for people either in the industry or would like to know a bit about what geologists do um, beyond actually you know, describing rocks and th- and things like that. So all the stories are based out of Australia. We we figured that. Um, uh, a lot of people would know a fair bit about what geologists do in Australia, but they don't really know what they've got to do overseas if we go to succeed. And that's really what the book's about. Oh, I look forward to having a read. Thank you for being on Mining HQ. All the best, Andrew. My pleasure, Chris. Cheers. For the very latest mining news in WA, stream the Mining HQ podcast. Available now on the Listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R.